word means paravata. 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 Pigeons. Anyabrita. Sarasa. Crane. Chakrabaka. Chakrabaka. Dakyuha. Galinule. What in the world is Galinule? Huh? Oh, what kind? Oh, the spelling bee. Hangsa. Swan. Shuka. Parrot. Titiri. Partridge. Barhinam. Of the peacock. Yaha. Witch. Kalahala. Not la la kalahala tumult biramate stops achira matram temporarily uchchai loudly bringa adhike king of the bumblebees arekatam the glories of the lord eva as Yaimane while singing. Translation and purport by Shine Grace. He's When the king of bees hums in a high pitch, singing the glories of the Lord, there's a temporary lull in the noise of the pigeon, the cuckoo, the crane, the chakrabaka, the swan, the parrot, the partridge, and the peacock. Who's speaking here now? Lord Brahma describing these things. Looks like. Such transcendental birds stop their own singing simply to hear the glories of the Lord. Please repeat, when the king of the bees, the king of the bees hums in a high pitch, hums in a high pitch, singing the glories of the Lord. Singing the glories of the Lord. There is a temporary love. There is a temporary love. In the noise of the pigeon, the, the, the cuckoo, the, the crane, the chakrabak, the swan, the parrot, the, par the partridge, and the peacock. Such transcendental birds stop their own singing simply to hear the glories of the Lord. Purport. This verse reveals the absolute nature of my kunda. Oh. Well, we're not going to repeat it. <laughs> we could. Probably every sentence in here is worth that repeating. This verse reveals the absolute nature of, of Vaikuntha. There is no difference between the birds there and human residence. The situation in the spiritual sky is that everything is spiritual and variegated. Spiritual variegatedness means that everything is animate. There is nothing in acid. Even the trees, the ground, the plants, the flowers, the birds, and the beasts are all on the level of Krishna consciousness. The special feature of Vaikuntha Loka is that there is no question of sense gratification. In the material world, even an ass enjoys his sound vibration. 
But in the Vaikuntas, such nice birds as the peacock, chakra, chakrabaka, and the cuckoo prefer, prefer to hear the vibration of the glories of the Lord from the bees. Principles of devotional service, beginning with hearing and chanting, are very prominent in the Vaikuntha world. Paravatanya pitasam saras chakravaka dat yuvahansa shukatitya gahinamya kola halo viramate chiramatram uchchayer bringarete halikatam ivagayamane. When the king of the bees hums in a high pitch, singing the glories of the Lord, there is a temporary lull in the noise of the pigeon, the cuckoo, the crane, the chakravaka, the swan, the parrot partridge and the peacock. Such transcendental birds stop their own singing simply to hear the glories of the Lord. So this is super nice. We're getting to the really, it seems to me, the heart of what the description of the kingdom of God has to be. We're on text number 18 and we quickly got into it. It's going to go on for how many years? Not too many. Oh, it does. Quite a bit more, 45, takes 45 and beyond. So we got plenty to look forward to. Um, well, I just can't help but think really that, uh, you know, like some devotees talk sometimes, I overheard some talking breakfast yesterday. People come and, and just feel the transcendental vibration and they, even they don't know very, even we don't know very much, especially coming from our Western society. You know, we're just used to bad habits when we walk in the door, but we can be affected if we're a little bit, maybe have a little mode of goodness or a little bit uncovered. One time this lady came in, she had a, her white seat clothes on, she had a turban, and she came in at a festival and Manahaprabhu was doing his kirtan, fabulous kirtan. And then the lady came next week to Bhagavatam class on Friday, so a whole week later, she said, I walked into this festival and I couldn't believe it. It was, it was another world in there. You know, she told the whole class. And so, uh, and I didn't see her again after that. She was maybe not, not so happy with our recitation of the Bhagavatam. They have their own scripture, you know. What is it? Granth Sahib, the Sikh people. Guru Granth Sahib. Uh, Guru Granth Sahib, yeah. So, but, and it's also said that the Kirtan is a safe place I was thinking about. This verse in purport kind of, it mentions about variety, variegatedness. So, those are the two points I was thinking of to, to speak about that and how. Kind of really, you know, we see Srila Prabhupada tells us, you know, these people that try to take the variegatedness out of spirituality, that, you know, they want to meditate on the void, they want to reach some void state. And there is that verse that says these people um, are seeking liberation in the boat as they go. Well, it says Krishna Bhakta Nishkama. Um, Taiva Shanta, is that how it goes? 
Krishna Bhakti. Krishna Bhakti Nishkama. Because they are without material desires, therefore, Taiva Shanta, therefore, they are peaceful. But, uh, uh, Boga, how's he go? Mukti Bhukti Siddhi Kamis. Those that are seeking liberation, Mukti, Bhukti, material enjoyment, Siddhi, the mystic perfections, or common, the, you know, common enjoy, enjoyment, material life. Sakali Ashanta. What does that mean? What does Sakali mean? All of them. All of them. So, so we see this sweet transcendental world which we should be headed for. So there's two things here, vibrating and hearing. For some reason, they, the birds want to hear the king of the bees. That's kind of nice, that there's a king of the bees, you know. Not only are there a bunch of bees vibrating, but there's one bee who's like the greatest vibrator. You know, when, they, when he starts to speak, others stop. You know, that's part of the, you know, the ebb and flow of the glorifications that are going on. Is that different people get to participate. We also have that. You know, this morning, uh, Prem Vilaspur was saying the uh, Guruvastakam prayers. And, you know, we like that variety. We want to see, oh, we want to see what kind of devotion we Prem Vilas has, you know, sitting in there, standing, you know, for us, yes, you know, nice, this is our morning, <laughs> you know, this is what we get up for. One time there was a devotee living here, we didn't have so many devotees quite a few years ago, and he had a really hard time getting up. He had a really different, unusual physical body, had a hard time, he was used to sleeping a lot, so this business of getting up in the morning was really difficult, and uh, he tried his best, he was... I saw he was going outside and putting a bucket of cold water on his head and, you know, coming to Mandalak as much as he could. But once we were having a, a little meeting, and uh, we used to have meetings where it consisted of just mothers and dominants, but he and I, nobody else here to have a meeting with. So he was saying, he was saying one morning, <laughs> it's gotten a lot better now, believe me. But um, he was saying how, you know, really, he was kind of talking to me, but kind of three of us. He said, you know, you just come to the Mandalarti because you're afraid that Mother Sanami will be aggravated if you don't, you know. And I was kind of surprised. I thought, what? You know, come on, you've been here for a while. Do you really feel like that? And I just thought, you know, I started doing this in San Diego, and I was even working. I started coming to Mandalarti, and I thought, this is just the sweetest thing. Especially, I used to like the, the way they would read something after uh, their singer prayers. Because I didn't know anything much. Didn't even know the prayers. But then they, they, made, they do some reading out of uh, Lilamrita, Prabhupada Lilamrita, and then have announcements. And that was just amazing. I was just getting a few prophets. I thought. Anyway, started going and going, and finally ended up quitting my job, moved in the temple. And, uh, from the first day, I remember Mangalartha, you know, one time I got a chess house because I was late. But, uh, <laughs> but reading around my rights. But anyway, that's the, we want to get inside this, this sweet thing that's going on, glorifications. 
and it's happening really sweet in the morning, you know, Brahma Murta period. I was thinking, what if every, what if the things the world was falling apart out there? The Chinese were invading <laughs> or something. <laughs> you know, guns were firing. Would we stop mowing up Mangalarti? Would we look around and stop or we just keep going? What do you think, Madanga Prabhu? Keep going. We keep going. I'm sure of it. What do you think? What do you think? <laughs> oh, we have to chant the morning Because yeah. then there's nothing. Good point. Prabhupada says that also. You know, when there's some distress, we take even more shelters. You know, really. Where else do we go? Where else would we go? Well, we did go out and look. If people were firing guns, oh, maybe we should go get a gun too. Anybody got a gun? <laughs> you know, go, <laughs> go to his house. Hey, <laughs> there's people shooting guns. Maybe we should have. No, really, inside the kirtan. That's what it's devotees say. Inside the kirtan is the safest place, actually. Anybody heard that? Inside the kirtan is the safest place to be. Prabhupada says that. Did he say that? Thinking how, uh, you know, like when Narada Muni, he, um, Narada Muni, he, that's bad English, sorry. When Narada Muni was speaking to this poor hunter who was implicating himself constantly in killing animals halfway or, you know, half killing them, he told him, You're gonna, there's gonna be a lot, to, a lot to pay for doing this. Please don't do this. If you have to kill him, don't kill him halfway. Okay? And the hunter was starting to realize, I'm headed for big trouble. So um, he said, what should I do? And Muni said, well, sit down and vibrate the holy names. Told him to go make a hut beside the river. Put a tulsi plant there. And vibrate the holy names. And uh, he did it. Ardhas Thakur also told this prostitute, you know, she's looking back on her life and realizing I'm making offenses coming here and doing this to you, your pure devotee, and I've done so many simple things. What should I do? What do you give her true advice? Vibrate the holy name right there in front of Tulsi. Just do that. That's your only business. So, really, this is uh, it's so easy. It's amazing that anybody could miss this. And we don't really, that's why we're here. You know, we picked it up one, one way or another. Starting to practice and get a total transfusion. The more we can participate and chant our rounds every day, the better we get at it. We get like a total transfusion, all the old stuff's out, the new stuff comes in. And we become a different person, you know. Thank goodness. <laughs> We have this chance to become, you know, I remember thinking when I was uh, younger, because I was exposed to Christianity all the time, I was growing up and I, I had, of course, admired some of the Christians. I admired people who would go off and do mission work, or go to Africa, and I was to think, how do they do that? I should do that, you know. Am I doing anything better than that? Why don't I do that? And I would think, God, I can't do that. Why? How can I do that? <laughs> I'm going to stay here and, you know, play guitar and ride my bicycle, go to work. But uh, 
by associating and, and the Krishnas also vibrate the glories of the Lord, don't they? And some of them carry it on at, at home and other places and they try to preach to people. And the more it takes over their life, the more they, you know, like it. They also know about that. And they, you know, go other places to try to help out. They understand, they have most of the mother goodness, they understand this is what makes the world a happier place. And they'll come back to me, you know. If the world's happy, then I'm happier. So, um, I thought of some verses in the Srimad Bhagavatam that kind of relate to this whole subject. But does anybody have any comments? Um, And there's some nice comments in the Srimad Bhagavatam relating to this. Specifically in chapter 7 of the first canto, the son of Drona punished. Chapter 7, the son of Drona punished. Text 6 and 7 that came up in my mind. Text 6 is this Anartopashanam Sakshat Bhakti Yogamit Hoksaje. Who knows what that means, anybody? We know what Anartha is. Anartha Pakshanam Shaksha. Basically, means that I am devotion. Yeah. Prabhupada translates the material miseries of the living entity, which are superfluous to him, can be directly mitigated by the lengthy process of devotional service. The mass of people do not know this. Therefore, the learning of Vyastik compiles Vedic literature, which is in relation to the supreme truth. <clears throat> the next uh, verse is one of my favorites. There's so many, how can you say? But it's Yashyam by Sri Amanayam. Anybody know that? Yashyam by Sri Amanayam. Want to quote it? Krishna Parma Purusha. Bhaktir Utpatyate Pumsa Shoka Moka Vayapaha. Translation is simply by giving all reception to this Vedic literature. Srila Prophet says Vedic, and Bhagavad Gita says Vedic literature is all aimed at what? The Supreme Person, glorification of the Supreme, simply by giving all reception to this Vedic literature. The feeling for loving devotional service to Lord Krishna, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, sprouts up at once to extinguish the fire of lamentation, delusion, and fearfulness. Srila Prabhupada comments that loving devotional service to the Lord begins with hearing about the Lord. There is no difference between the Lord and the subject matter heard about him. So that was kind of, you know, in my mind when I was hearing about this, you know, in Vaikuntha world that everybody stop what they're doing to hear these glorifications and, and just to think there's no difference between the Lord and the subject matter heard about him. The Lord is absolute in all respects thus there's no difference between him and the subject matter heard about him. Therefore hearing about him it means immediate contact with him by the process of vibration of the transcendental sound. The transcendental sound is so effective that it acts at once by removing all material affections mentioned above. It's also something I was thinking about. Sometimes a speaker will say, you know, like at a Sunday program or a 
the class, um, you know, okay, we just had kirtan. Now, does anybody, tell me what you were thinking about. Was anybody thinking about the problems of their life? You know, were you thinking about how much money you owe or, you know, problems you're having with your kids at home or anything? Was anybody thinking about that stuff? And almost every time, no. Who can sit in the kirtan and think about that? Has anybody ever done that? I don't think I've ever experienced sitting in a kirtan worrying about something outside the world. But it just goes to show, you know, takes takes over. You know, it's transcendental sound words and it takes over. And it's immediate, true prophet says, it means immediate contact with the Supreme Person. Whether you realize it or not, it acts by removing all material affections mentioned above. Those mentioned above are the shoka moka baya, baya. Shoka illusion or lamentation, moha illusion, baya is, of course, fearfulness. <clears throat> this is interesting. Even the most developed stage of human life, in the most developed stage of human life, the same illusion prevails in the form of many isms and divides a loving relation with the Lord and thereby divides a loving relation between man and man. So, when people have some merit and they're intelligent and they may rise to the so-called top of materialistic society and become leaders of some philosophy and they create some ism, republicanism, democraticism, you know, all the other isms, even voodoo, you know, like, to me that's kind of like an atheistic way of dealing with your mind in the material world. Altruism, so many kinds of isms that you are what Srila Prabhupada is referring to here. But look what those do, according to Srila Prabhupada, divide the loving relationship with the Lord, those, those things. Therefore, thereby divides the loving relationship between man and man. So the things that the politicians, they're vibrating, all the things that they're doing out there are actually dividing people. They're trying to unite people. And they feel that, oh, this is going to unite people, my ideas. This is what's going to cure the problems. But, and you, you reminded me also, you were saying at breakfast how he's talking about his patients. And they have all these problems, and basically they're coming down with a few problems. <coughs> Overeating, smoking, drinking, and the other things, glorious things that are being done. Um, but... How to, how to deal with that? Actually, the answer is the vibrations of the glorifications of the Lord. Make that vibration and hear that vibration and, and your life will change. This is something that I, was amazing. When I moved in the temple, my, my blood pressure went down both numbers, 10, 10 points, after I started going to the doctor. I was amazing. I don't know why that happened. I mean, I do know why it happened. I'm around this island, devotees all the time. All of a sudden, I quit working. Blood pressure goes down. Wow. You could have just quit work. Say what? You could have just quit work. It's probably still going down. <laughs> yeah. Could have quit work and gone to the doctor. Should have, should have had a, what do you call it, an initial evaluation before moving to the temple. See where I was. Yeah. Oh. Uh, 
Anyway, Srila Prabhupada goes on to talk about the politicians a little bit here. Politicians want a peaceful situation between man and man, nation and nation, but at the same time, because of too much attachment for material domination, there is illusion and fearfulness. Therefore, the politicians' peace conferences cannot bring about peace in society. It can only be done by hearing the subject matter described in Srimad Bhagavatam about the Supreme Personality of Godhead Sri Krishna. The foolish politicians may go on holding peace and summit conferences for hundreds of years, but they will fail to achieve success. Until we reach the stage of re-establishing our lost relationship with Krishna, the illusion of accepting the body as the self will prevail, thus fearfulness will also prevail. Um, yeah, maybe that's all. We are there. Two verses from there is the Atmarama verse, which is you know, also a nice statement of how even people who are liberated, they want to hear it. They want to get in this vibration, the glorification to the Lord. They're not, you know, immune to that. They're also living entities. They're also affected. They also want to hear. Um, the last part of the purple is quite a long purple after the Atmarama verse there. At the end, Sri Prabhupada says the word Hari conveys various meanings, but the chief import of the word is that he, the Lord, vanquishes everything inauspicious and takes away the mind of the devotee by awarding pure devotion, true, pure transcendental love. That was a word I like, or a sentence I liked out of your purport yesterday. Um, it was that, that um, <clears throat> Yesterday, something about um, eighteen, so seventeen. Where is that? No, it wasn't yesterday. Something about this, something the verse is devoid of all, uh, everything inauspicious. The glorifications of the Lord are devoid, that's in the text of, the, of yesterday's verse. The Vaikuntha planets, the inhabitants flying through airplanes accompanied by their wives and consorts, and eternally sing the character, sing the character and activities of the Lord, which are always devoid of all inauspicious qualities. So, you know, we want to get get away from inauspicious things. We want to run away from them as fast as we can after we we know where to go for shelter. We want to run away. And in the midst of the singing of the character and activities of the Lord, there cannot be any inauspicious qualities. That's what that text says. Another way to put it is wherever there's light, there can be no darkness. Um, 8.35. So I was reading about that uh, at the end of the purport to the Atmarama verse. Srila Prabhupada says, By remembering the Lord in acute distress, one can be free from all varieties of miseries and anxieties. 
That's something we uh, talked about a little bit ago. Gradually, the Lord vanquishes all obstacles in the path of devotional service of a pure devotee. And the result of nine devotional activities, such as hearing and chanting, becomes manifested. Another thing I was thinking about is how, you know, this, to actually vibrate out loud glorifications is important. And this is, uh, it's done here too, not as much emphasized as when I was in San Diego, but it's nice when they, it's not nice, it should be done. It's, it's a requirement that when we're in Mangalarti and the curtain opens, then we say out loud, you know, Jai, Trishi Gornitai Ki Jai. You know, the deities would say that out loud. And the etiquette is that when you see a spiritual master, you, you say glorification out loud. You know, there's a funny story in the memories about uh, this, uh, who is it? Petita Pavana, he's kind of a dramatic guy, devotee. He said he and, he and another devotee were in the hallway out in the temple. And Srila Prabhupada came out of the bathroom with his gumshaw on. And this Petita Pavana, he goes, throws his arms up, Jai Srila Prabhupada. They both fall down on the floor, thunderbots. And then Shiva Prabhupada says, looking at him, like, kind of had this little kind of sheepish, childlike look, you know, on his face. He was standing there, he's gumped. And so <laughs> then the next time that uh, Shiva, this Patita Pavana went into Shiva Prabhupada's room, Shiva Prabhupada said, Patita Pavana das ki jai, like that. So he was remembering, you know, he appreciated that. This is enthusiasm. So, and it's said that when we're around our spiritual master, we should should out loud. You know, we may be thinking, "Oh, my spiritual master is so great," but you actually say it out loud. And uh, actually, Amal Bhakta Maharaj was here. He was doing a home program. I don't know if anybody remember that across the street. He was kind of, I think he was kind of chastising us for not, you know doing these things. I think in, in uh, Los Angeles where, you know, they have a you know, big community of devotees and they have a lot of teaching going on there. And, you know, they bring, really train up new people there. It's like a big program. It's all really enthusiastic. So they talk about these things. And I'm all Bhakti Maharaj says, you know, it's almost impossible to get around over there at that temple because everybody's paying basis all the time and saying, Glorification, so I have to do it also. You know, I can't even walk out my door. I have to get down and <laughs> say something. But anyway, this is devotee behavior. I was also, uh, when I was starting to get to know Giridash Maharaj, I went to his apartment where he was staying years ago. And he had a, a helper taking care of him, cooking and cleaning and whatnot. So, nice Mataji devotee. And she was so um, transcendental, it seemed to me. Every time she would come in the room, she would see Giraj Maharaj. She would say, Giraj Maharaj, Ki Jai, Jai Giraj Maharaj. And she would just have this, you know, it was a really, you know, sincere the way she, she would say this. And uh, I was impressed. I always remember that. So anyway, we could go on and on about these uh, well, another thing I wanted to tell about, we have a few minutes here anyway. Is he offering me to come out? I don't think he has. Um, I was trying to, you know, before I quit my job and all this 
was trying to, you know, coming to the temple, coming to programs and trying to, you know, figure out my life probably. You know, I was getting towards my 50s and seeing that some of the things I was doing for happiness were not going to go on forever. What am I going to do? But I fortunately was hanging around with the devotees at the time. <clears throat> And on Saturday nights, I was off starting to go to this program that Trevita was having on North County, San Diego. We would drive, you know, 20 miles up the freeway to someone's house to have this nice program. And I, you know, at that time, I can say I had kind of one a foot in both places, outside and inside. What do you do? You know, I thought, well, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna really be like these devotees, you know, but I really like one of their programs, so I was going. And uh I remember seeing, you know, being a materialistic person, which I still am. Um, you know, I was thinking, you know, well, you know, looking around materially at people, at devotees. And, and I happened to go to this program, and there was these beautiful um, Matajis there. I think they were Krihasa, you know, Matajis. And they were so fired up, they were all dressed in these saris, and they even had their head, heads covered. And Dravida was in the kirtan, and it was, you know, they were just rocking back and forth, and so absorbed in the kirtan. And I thought, wow, these are really beautiful people here. And, uh, and I just felt like, wow, oh, they're so pure. And then the kirtan ended, and pretty soon we were having prasadam, Dravida, of course, talk, and having prasadam in this beautiful Mataji comes out, she's also wearing sari, also has her head covered, starts serving these amazing sweets. I remember her name was Madhu, she's from Eastern Europe somewhere, and she just looks so, she just looks like a perfect angel. You know, I got this impression. I think that night I, I decided, well, what is there to look forward to, I mean, better than, than this, you know, if I was hoping, you know, to have any kind of a significant person in my life had passed away, and I was kind of probably thinking, maybe it'll happen again. I'll have some relationship with someone, and you know, go back into you know whatever life I had that I thought I was enjoying before this person died on me. <laughs> so, uh, but that kind of kirtan, that that program there, where I saw the devotees, and you know, I was looking at it materially, but I, I just thought there's nothing more beautiful than this, and then. The way they were singing the Javidas Kirtan was, was just out of this world. And they were so, so like full-hearted <laughs> Kirtan. <laughs> so it's hard to forget that. Anyone have anything to throw in? Mm -hmm. Dr. Prabhu. Yeah, I just had to look it up and couldn't help myself. The Kama Delhi eating medium-sized marsh birds with long legs and toes and profile. Smoke with small head, thin neck, and small thin bill. It swims like a duck <coughs> and walks atop floating vegetation. Wow. Like a rail with its long and smooth bone. My goodness. Has long legs like a crane or something? It's a, it's a lot of birds. So I think there, when he says partridge, nice. Nice. Thanks. Because in the word for word in the park, it's common to do it. No. <laughs> Another favorite verse from Srimad Bhagavatam. We were talking about this the other day. Oh, did you have a comment? No. That uh, Prahlad Maharaj says, you know, 
I'm not worried about myself because I'm why? Because I'm always absorbed in you know that verse? Go ahead now, you know it. Go ahead. Huh? Didn't you learn it? I vote for Jay. Yeah, that's it. He says, I'm not worried. Because the way how the word goes, I vote for Jay. Paradraja. Para means he's addressing the word. Duratraya, difficult to cross over. Vajaranya. The ocean, I mean the river between the material or something like that. Tadvirya. Virya is a glorification of the, the Lord's wonderful activities. Tadvirya, Gaya. I like the way Purdishil Prabhupada translates in there. He says, Gaya means chanting, but also distributing. It says chanting, distributing. Gaya, Mahamrita, Magnichita. Mahamrita. the nectar of this. Yeah. He says, like the ocean of uh, the nectar of, of the, you know, glorifications. Magna chitta means being absorbed, I guess, in that or something. And then the last two lines are also kind of stunning. You, you know, those like. So, they have become indifferent to you. I don't want to leave those fools and rascals behind. Yeah, fools and rascals. He says, they've picked up the burden of uh, maintaining their family, relatives, and you know, nation, communities, materially, and Maya Sukaya for illusory happiness. They pick up this heavy burden. I'm so sorry for them because it's not going to be happy. So um, that's my own lamentation. So that's a really. So he says, but for me, because I'm absorbed, I can, you know, there's no problem. So that's a powerful hint about what. You know, spiritual life is. You look like you have a comment on that. Okay, now it's 8.45. Should we go? The offering's finished, right? Time is here. 8.45. Anything else? Grantra Shimon Bhagavatam Kijai, Shri Rapa 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 Kijai, Shri Rapa